I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Tonight we will be reading Esther, chapter 6. Haman was getting ready to kill Mordecai because he was bitter at Mordecai. This all stems back to the fact that Mordecai, when he was at the city gates, did not... That's right, bow to Haman. Right? That's right, good job, Harper. And so Haman... Is still upset about this. He's allowed bitterness to take hold. And now he's getting ready to have Mordecai executed. That night, the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. Do you remember, guys, that Esther had said she'd been wanting to have this banquet with the king and that Haman was invited, right? And that was in response to what Mordecai had asked her to talk to the king about how this decree could be ended. You know, are you guys up to speed? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. Lucky for Mordecai. Do you remember that happening when Mordecai, early on in when Esther had become queen, Mordecai exposed the plans of these two officers who were going to assassinate King Xerxes. And remember, he was honored for that. Mm-hmm. What's exposed? To show. He showed the king. He laid out the plans of these people who wanted to hurt the king. So that way the king knew their plan. I mean, if I'm going to flick you, and I tell you, Harper, here I come to flick you. Do you see how that exposed my plan? I can no longer do it because you're going to run away. But if I just walk up to you, you don't know what's going on, and I flick you, you're done. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be done. I'll flick you back. Okay. What honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendants answered. The king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the palace to speak to the king about hanging Mordecai on the gallows he had erected for him. His attendants answered, Haman is standing in the court. Bring him in, the king ordered. When Haman entered, the king asked him, What should be done for the man the king delights to honor? Who's Haman definitely going to think of? Himself, to be honored. That's right. Haman thinks that the king has Haman in mind. 
So it's basically like saying, I think somebody's really special. What, what should I do for them? You think it's one of you. Little do you know, your sworn enemy's about to get whatever you think you're going to get. Does that make sense? Now Haman thought to himself, Who is there that the king would rather honor than me? We call that... Pride. So he answered the king, For the man the king delights to honor, have them bring a royal robe the king has worn, and a horse the king has ridden, one with a royal crest placed on its head. Then let the robe and horse be entrusted to one of the king's most noble princes. Let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. And it's kind of a bad deal because if he doesn't get chosen, he's just going to be more angry. There must be... What's the guy's name that wants to hang Mordecai? Haman. Haman. Haman? If, if Haman, I mean, if Mordecai does get the, the award, the honoring, then Haman's just going to be even more angry and want to really hang. That's right. That's correct. That's Put Mordecai to death. He will, but it'll be tough for him to do. There must be some symbolic stuff there about riding on the king's, a horse that the king has ridden on and riding like with a robe and everything. Because definitely... If I thought somebody was getting ready to give me something and that person was the richest man on the earth at this point, I wouldn't ask to ride his horse and wear his clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might ask for something different. Maybe I'll, I'll just take your Why house. They cleaned it? I but, wouldn't even ask for his things in the first place. Right. I'd just be like, just something buy me something yeah there could be something <laughs> there could be something you could think of that's not his old clothes and his old horse but again i think there's probably more in context here that we're missing because this is a different style of life than we would be used to xerxes answers in verse 10 go at once the king commanded Haman. get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for mordecai the jew who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. Now, Brock, why did you laugh? <laughs> because Mordecai got it instead of Haman. <laughs> right. Haman is not going to be happy. And two, Haman has to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever heard of a happy camper? <laughs> yes. But do you know right now who's an unhappy camper? Haman. <laughs> For sure. So Haman got the robe and the horse. He robed Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city streets, <laughs> proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. <laughs> he did it anyway. Ooh, man. Afterward, Mordecai returned to the king's gate. But Haman rushed home with his head covered in grief and told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had happened to him. Why did he have to tell? <laughs> yeah, you would think just keep it to yourself. He's probably disappointed. Right, deal with it. His advisors and his wife Zeresh said to him, Since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. 
While they were still talking with him, the king's eunuchs arrived and hurried Haman away to the banquet Esther had prepared. Right after that happened. So we still don't know exactly what's going to happen as that is the end of chapter 6. <laughs> that was short. Sometimes they're short. Harper, you have to speak up. What do you think will happen at the banquet? For Haman, I mean, ultimately. While you're thinking about it, Brock, what do you think will happen at the banquet? I think, um, in that, like, what would happen when it said in the introduction like that she would walk up to the king and tell the king the plot of Haman's thing to um, like set the decree of like killing all the Israelites and Jews and what do you think will happen for that that the king would get mad well you did a good job remembering the introduction does anybody want to guess against what the introduction of the book said that Brock remembers? No. I agree. <laughs> Harper says, I agree with Brock. That's probably smart. You know, one thing I'm starting to think about, whenever the Bible says that there's going to be a banquet, I mean, it sounds like that's basically like a party, but it always seems like somebody ends up dying. I mean, John the Baptist died basically at a banquet, right? And then Vashti. Vashti was stricken. Then it might be Haman next. At a banquet. Just, ban- it's like people, they keep having these banquets and things are supposed to be all good. And then the banquet ends up not being a good thing. What do you even do at a ban- banquet? Eat food, socialize. It's like a party. Yeah. Harper's saying, didn't it take a couple days or years? Yeah, it took, what was it, like six months, hundred and some days. Yeah. Uh, it took This one took a long time. It's hard for us to imagine that. But I think probably because people were came from a long ways away, and so they just spent time there. I don't know necessarily if it was a, like a continuous banquet, or if it was like they're coming, he's going to show off his kingdom, and they're going to finish the whole political thing off with a banquet. I don't really know. I just thought it was funny the way the word said it, you know, because it's like, that's a long time. Anyway, um, I think like, what it should be said like, is like maybe all banquets end up being bad. Um, most of the time, it could be deaths, but um, almost all the time, and all the ones you've read, that it turned out bad. I'm sure, yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's a rule necessarily, but certainly it's something to be on guard when a king of a foreign nation especially is going to have a banquet. Or I guess in some ways it could be the Israelite nation. A bad king, we'll put it that way. Because when um, King Xerxes, I mean, Xerxes, Xerxes, ah, I said it wrong. Um, Xerxes. When the king, like, drank too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ended up bad. It did. Harper? I thought a banquet was when you go to the bank and it takes a long time because there's a long line. You thought what? that was a banquet? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm at the bank and I quit. <laughs> like, it, there's just a long line that takes a bunch of time. Bank, banquet was just like this 
like thing, like either a picture or just a like bunch of flowers. That's a bouquet. That's a bouquet. Oh. Apparently. That's what we I, all had different ideas. I guess I must have used the words wrong. It's uh, we'll we'll finish it off there. I love you, kids. Love you too. Love you too. You guys are good kids.